You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Exciting news. This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, who have been telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. Follow them online at oklahomahof.com, and then definitely follow them on Instagram for all the information that you need, because I'm sure that's where you follow us as well, at oklahomahof. Let's get into today's episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Um, We have been trying to do this for a very long time. It's been a few years. The the best pizza in Oklahoma, the best pizza in the... I mean, what was that book you you were in? I just saw in the office. Top pizzas in the world. Top pizzas in the world. That's not a bad... uh, I don't know what the right word is for it, but it's not a bad thing to have, is it? Um, No, because I didn't have to pay to get my name in it. (laughs) true that's the best thing about it everyone listening and watching on i don't know youtube facebook wherever this one's gonna be posted will recognize um the man sat across from me if you don't recognize him this is gannon mendez aka the saucy sicilian crazy times at the moment right it's a little bit different for all of us in the restaurant industry as well yeah. as just being a human being and uh you're happy to have a truck right now not, a, not an actual spot i'm very happy you know we're in the process of building out a restaurant, but right now, mobile food is the way to go to go through COVID nineteen. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, everyone, I, I'm everyone listening has probably had your pizza or not heard of it or seen your funny memes on social media. Uh, everyone hates Tim and all the rest of the people. We have a tough time with that guy. <laughs> a tough time with Tim. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm really looking forward to this and I'm glad that, you know, we could do this and we've been here for, for an hour already just hanging out and chatting, which is what we usually do every time we hang out anyway. But um, I mean, before pizza, before it all started, take me back. Where are you from? Yeah, I'm originally from Gunnison, Colorado. Grew up in a, in a ski town at Crested Butte as well. Mm-hmm. Um, stayed there for my 18 years. Had uh, the opportunity to have a golf scholarship for uh, college. Went yeah. to the University of Miami for one semester. Had so much fun. I got sent here to Oklahoma, <laughs> to Oklahoma City University, and uh, went for three and a half years there and played college golf. Got yeah. uh, had my marketing and economics degree. Got a management uh-huh. minor. If I don't even know what a minor degree does anymore. Yeah, but um, had a fun time with that. And then afterwards, I decided to try the little, little mini tour at the Golden Gate in California. Then I went out to the Carolinas and played in that for a yeah. little bit. Um, seemed like the nightlife got the best of me and I had so much fun. I didn't pay too much attention to golf and ventured back this way. Right. And uh, had been living here now for a good 25 years. What was Miami like? Miami was awesome. It was nuts, was it? It was great. Yeah, it was awesome. It was... Um, in 89. Yeah. So the nightlife scene was crazy. I grew up in a town that was like a mile and a half radius wide. And you put me down into there. Uh, I had no clue and I should have never been there. Right. But it was a great learning experience. It was the best time I had. Yeah. And then you come to Oklahoma City and you're like, what am I doing here? Yeah, this I didn't place have a is, choice. This, yeah. <laughs> this place is the total opposite. I mean, it was different. And I went from there to Oklahoma City University, which had 
you know, a few hundred students, it felt like. But the beauty of it was at that time, it was nine girls to one guy. Sure. And it was the largest beauty pageant university in the nation. And I was like, this is great. My yeah. odds are in my favor, I thought. Yeah. That's how every, I mean, that's one of the reasons why Oklahoma City has won so many national championships at a lot of different <laughs> levels is because they come and take a visit and they walk you straight through the pageant hall. That's where it is. They I don't mean, take you anywhere else, do they? Yeah. You just don't know how high maintenance some of those girls are until that, you get here. That's very true. But the, the coaches do their jobs, right? The coaches know they just get you here, and that's all you got to do. But um, who do you co- who do you play for? His name is Glenn Fowler. Okay, so that was the- before uh, Blazer, then. Yeah, before Blazer, and then um, right then, my roommate during that time was Steve Eckroad. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And Eckroad had a he coached a little bit for OCU, I believe, and then Blazer came in and built the dynasty. Yeah, and Steve's son is doing very well, and will hopefully do very yeah, well on tour is, one yeah. day. You know, I take Austin. it he's going to probably stay. Yeah. And uh, go next year. And it's been tough. That's what's hard to see is as a golfer and seeing what's happened with not being able to play any tournaments for these kids. Right. And that's the livelihood in for any sport. But since we're in the springtime, I have a sentimental feeling towards yeah, it. Yeah, this is, you know, if you have conference, national, regionals, nationals and and. None of it. You want to prove yourself and you want to try and go do something. And, yeah. But I, the beauty of it is you're able to come back for another semester. But the other part is, mm. and I think competition makes you grow, but you have one more class coming in. It's like you have gotcha. five classes in a four-year class is yeah. what they're doing. So yeah. I think you may see some teams stacked, but then I also read that the NCAA is talking about maybe getting rid of men's golf. Really? Yeah. That just came out last week. I didn't know that. Week. Yeah. Huh. But they may have to cut down from 16... Uh, varsity sports to 12 and that may be one on the chopping block that would suck wouldn't it so the old uh, coach greg gross that was at ou yeah i saw him with the national golf association sitting on trying to help them yeah position yeah, college athletics i'm sure there's plenty of other sports that that plenty of people would like to see get rid of over golf yeah like and you know there's wow. only seven or eight kids on the team and it's not a full yeah, scholarship for most of the universities so it's yeah. nice that unless you you're a female them. and then you got a full ride pretty much anyway yeah. Right. Anybody who wants to get a free ride for their daughter, get them into golf. I'm telling you, get them into golf because you can go play, you know, at Oklahoma Baptist. Anywhere will get you a scholarship if you just want to play. And you don't have to be particularly that good. Yeah, SNU had five full women's scholarships when I was there. I think that's And they couldn't field a team. That's that's tough, but it's great that the opportunity's there. It is. Yeah. And it's just getting the kids involved that want to do it. Yeah. So golf, we have that in common. Golf brought you to Oklahoma City. Um Obviously, you had a great time at OCU. You know, you graduate, you play a little bit of golf, and then I guess have to grow up a little bit, right, and get a job. Yeah, I haven't What's, done that yet. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what, what, you know, what happens after, you know, OCU and... and yeah, then after OCU, you know, my parents like, it's time for a job. Right. Like, What's that? And I'm like, man, I thought this was a job. You know, <laughs> this was great, but ended up and I got in the pharmaceutical industry with Novartis. Uh-huh. Um, stayed with them a few years. I was working... As a sales rep for most of the state, um, then I went over to Abbott Pharmaceuticals, worked with them, mm-hmm. got in their managerial program there, and um, specialty sales, and then a position to open up with Eli Lilly for me to go over there to be a manager and gotcha. then to get in specialty sales and kind of bounced around both of them wherever they needed me, but yeah, did that for a number of years, and then finally meter went out and right. I was done working the corporate life. I'm done Yeah, working for someone else. I'm done of checking the box on things that don't need to be checked. And you're making us do things we don't really need to do. I finally had enough. Yeah. And, uh, what year was that? That was eight years ago. 
Wow, it's been that long. Eight years ago. And then for two years, I took off and I got with my mother and my wife and my kid and we went around the United States and we decided we want to look at food trucks and see what the food truck industry is like. So where, where did you first see like the food truck concept? We were in Denver. Okay. So it was kind of back home, just vacation yeah. and saw it. My mom was living back home. Her husband had just passed away. So she wasn't doing too much. Mm-hmm. And it was like, hey, let's do something. And there's not a lot of times in life you get to work with a parent. Yeah. And you get to spend extra time with the parent. And it's the best move I can make because I love being around my mother. Right. And working with her. And we get to do some really cool things and we got to grow together. So when we saw it and we, cook for our Italian family all the time growing up and thinking how tough is it to really cook for others and little did we know it's a whole different animal yeah we weren't ready for this but you know it was cool because we went around to different locations and we saw the way people did food trucks and I used a lot of my knowledge from the pharmaceutical industry on how to market yeah how to build up a product a product's a product no matter if it's food if it's golf equipment, yeah, it's a medical, product. Just, yeah. So, um, I was able to hit that head on. And before really you saw Instagram, Facebook, and now Twitter kind of yeah, take back some of their algorithms on how they work things. It was kind of free range. So you could do a guerrilla marketing concept, sure. and get your name out there a little bit easier. And that's kind of how we did it. But it was cool. We'd go around all these different food trucks, ask people what was great about it, what sucked. Yeah. And people would, give you the honest truth and everyone we met even if it was in denver dallas albuquerque they're like hey are you going to do it here in their hometown and i'm like no and they're like oh too bad that would be cool yeah and at first i thought people were going to clash going it's head to head as competition and actually they were embracing it so right we took our time we uh got back here it took a while to find the right truck and how to build out our truck a lot of people just buy a used truck build it up but they don't pay attention to the weight that you have to carry how much product mm-hmm. you have to have on there so it took close to four months to find the right truck yeah and i found a kid down in dallas that owed money to his bookie and he needed <laughs> to buy he needed to sell right away right and i said i can be there tonight but yeah. i gotta check it out and we went down there looked at it it checked out took it over to a truck place they kind of looked at the engine and uh the guy's like this is a heck of a deal and for $8,000, I was able to get a yeah. truck wow. with nothing in it. And it was awesome because he was able to go pay his bookie that night. Yeah. He yeah, was, he's he happy. Was happy he's really it. happy. So that was a cool part about it. And then when we came back, we were living up in Perkins, Oklahoma, by Stillwater and found a nice guy to help us out. And my father-in-law as well, because he's a home builder. Mm-hmm. And it's like, let's build out a build truck. Build a kitchen and a truck. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, we got together. But before this happened, I started thinking back. How are you going to get equipment on the truck? How are you going to build this out? And it's going to cost a pretty penny. Right. So I went around to a lot of businesses asking if they'd like to donate and be part of us. And you had to sell them on the concept sure. of what you were doing. So it was nice. We went around to Stillwater, got every window we had was donated. Yeah. Um, found a guy that did a lot of our aluminum and steel inside, donated the time and helped us out with that. And then my father-in-law doing it. And it yeah. just took time. But... The guy we got the oven from, we were able to do a swap out with him on it. And he was able to believe in my vision. And I said, hey, if you do this for me and we can help out, I promise I'll sell your ovens. Yeah. And I know to this day, there has to be at least 10 or 12 other ovens I've sold for him in Oklahoma for people yeah. to put in their backyard. 
Wow. So, uh, when he found that out and then now when we got our restaurant coming in our new oven, yeah, it's been built for a year just sitting at his place, but it's one of the Ready coolest ovens you'll ever see. And it's one of the, um, largest ovens in the nation that's ever been made. Wow. So, so, so just from, so it was always like Italian food and pizza from, from the get go, from the get go, from my grandma. That's all yeah. she did. Um, my mom cooks all the time. Yeah. And so when we got my great grandmother's recipes, she's from Italy and we took her meatball recipe, her sauce recipe, and then we got her dough recipe and kind of had to manipulate it because she was cooking in a convection right. oven at the house yeah. and we needed a wood fired oven at 850 degrees. It's yeah. a little bit different. So we messed around with that, but kind of came out with products I think people like and um, kind of yeah. hit a home run with it. Right. So, you know, food trucks being built, recipes, you know, developing the recipe and, and developing the, the menu. I mean, what, what's the first test run like? like? What's that first night? Where were you? Oh, well, let me gather just a tad bit back for that. So to build up the brand name, yeah. while the truck is being built, I would bake bread every night. And I bake these breads that were about the size of your hand. And I'd wrap it up and I'd put a card on it. My wife would help out in this table that we're at right now. But yeah. It'd be filled up with bread. You couldn't see any wood. And it'd be filled up twice. And I would start throwing these blitzes out on social media like who wants free bread yeah and it was up in Stillwater because i thought hey this is gonna be perfect for Stillwater. this truck we'll sure. do it here every day i would deliver i don't know 90 loaves of bread every yeah. night i cook it yeah we deliver it for free people started liking it started chatting about it talking about it sharing it and um i told everyone i go we're not gonna open up until we have a thousand followers on instagram and on facebook yeah and that went pretty quick and it was just a matter of really probably six weeks, maybe eight weeks. And we had it. Yeah. And so then we had to open up. So it's like, all right, we did a few test runs at the house. Um, I don't know. Alcohol was probably involved. So we probably didn't do the best test runs. Right. And we were having fun with it. And I'm like, yeah, this piece of cake, let's go do it. So the night before I remember we're setting up and we're going to go to my wife's friend's location in Stillwater. It's right on the main road on Perkins Road, and this will be great. And we go there, and it's my mother and I and my wife. Yeah. And we barely know how to roll dough. We barely know how to top pizzas. And next thing you know, we have about 50 people show up. <laughs> and we don't have a clue. <laughs> I'm yelling at my mom. This is like a classic Italian family. Right, Mom's yelling yeah. at me. I'm yelling at her. And... It's hard. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell are we doing? Why are we doing this? Um, but we got accustomed to it. But every dough ball we made, we sold. And that was an accomplishment for us. Yeah. But it was because of social media that they came out. It wasn't because right. they drove by and saw truck. Because of all the free bread you'd given out. Yeah. yeah. Gave out. And it was our dough bread. Yeah. I just made the dough into bread. And yeah. So when people came out, they supported ugliest looking pizza you've ever seen. Not even, <laughs> it's not even circular. Some of them look like hearts and footballs. And you're just like, get them out, go, go, because yeah. people are here. And, you know, now we can serve 350 people in a two and a half hour span. It's no big deal. And yeah. at that time, it's, you know, like seven people in line and I'm freaking out. So it was nerve wracking, but it was great. And then it kind of took off and we started selling in Stillwater, but we can never sell a lot. Okay. And my whole thing was, this is a business. This isn't a hobby. Right. And I'll never forget, um, right before I started this, there was Big Truck Taco, and they were 
the perfect example to follow. But I'll never forget that Catherine did an interview and she said that no one will ever be able to make it in a food truck alone. That that could never happen. And it was yeah. printed in the Daily Oklahoman and I cut it out and I kept it. And I have it around here somewhere. But it's I framed it. somewhere. That was my yeah. inspiration because I'm like, you're saying that no one can have a full-time business as a food truck. Yeah. And I took that as a challenge. And it, it was nothing against her and it was something no, it's I needed. No, it's exactly what you needed. But I understand because you look at the odds on doing it, not a lot of people can do it. And I, it's yeah. just the odds don't happen just like restaurants don't happen. So um, I didn't think we were going to make it for the first four or five months and we're strictly in Stillwater. And then we started venturing down here with her, uh, with, uh, H and eighth and then coming down more on a regular basis, starting to get corporate gigs for lunch. That's where I first had, yeah. had your pizza was H and eighth. And then we started, um, we were driving the truck back and forth. It was actually 120 miles a day. Yeah. And we do it in the snow, wind, rain. It got scary. Um, and we would go back and forth from Stillwater. I had a guy making dough up in Perkins at my friend's Mexican restaurant. And we would store everything at my friend's restaurant. And then we yeah. could pick it up uh, at the night, put it on the truck in the morning, take off and do it. And uh, Cam would make dough again yeah. afterwards. And uh, it just started taking off. And next thing you know, we're looking at it like we can't drive back and forth. And we've right. got to cut the cord from Stillwater. You know, now the truck's got to last. Yeah, because we're looking at, I need to do more than 100 pizzas at lunch. I need, yeah. I know we can do more, and we are. But in Stillwater, we're doing like 55 or yeah. 70. So next thing you know, it kind of takes off, Mike. And we get a place down here in Oklahoma City, find a location, store it. We build out a commissary. Mm -hmm. And we make Saucy Sicilian's home down here. Yeah. And so for four Four years, I traveled back and forth from Perkins to Oklahoma City at night afterwards, just not in the truck. Yeah. And uh, do it all over. And we... A lot of long days, long nights. A lot of long, but you got to. And right. you got to have the right staff. And I did to where we would work Tuesday through Saturday, lunch and dinner. Yeah. Constantly. And I didn't care if we sold 20 pizzas some days. If our truck was out and people could see it, then I know we're going to succeed just yeah. by people noticing it. Right, numbers. The first time, yeah, the first time I had your pizza and uh, famous sauce balls was at H&H, and it was, no, no, it wasn't H&H, it was Hood on Hood in Edmond. That's when I first had it. And it, I think you tweeted out that day, whoever comes to the door and says, let's get saucy, gets free pizza. Yeah. And my girlfriend at the time showed me that, and she was in front of me at the line, and she didn't say it. So I said it, and she was so pissed off at me at that point. And your mom was nuts. It served me, and, and she's like, I can't believe that you just did that. I'm like, well, you didn't take the opportunity, and I did. Yeah. Um, and ex-girlfriend now, as you probably can tell. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was the first time I had your pizza, and the line then was, and that was 2016, maybe? 16, 17? The line was 16, there. I mean, I was in line, and I'm like, this line ever going to end or is it really worth it yeah it was <laughs> yeah, clearly it was more or less. Um, but yeah i mean the line was and it's always like that right yeah it's which always is amazing when we go to herd on herd um and some of it's it's cool because people get to talk to my mom she works a window mm -hmm. and, and my mom's a she's a figure people notice her when she's not working people are really worried yeah because our whole stick on this whole thing and our whole 
part of doing this is we want people to be like family mm-hmm. and we want people to be part of us and learn part of us. We're not here just to feed you pizza. I, I'd like you to know where the yeah. recipes came from or my mom ham rolls all these meatballs. Yeah. You know, and when people find out how many meatballs she ham rolls a week, they're like, gee, Merry Christmas. But that's the way she wants to do it. But it's cool. So when it's at Herd on Herd, people come up mm. and they want to talk to Nona and they want to say, so maybe she'll get to talking a little bit and the line gets backed up. But we do know that once the pizza's in the oven, it's 90 seconds. It's yeah. just getting to it. So she'd help out with it. First, I get so mad. I'm like, Mom, got to hurry, got to hurry. We got to yeah. got to capture more. Then I realized people are waiting. This is, yeah. People will wait an hour, hour and a half just to order, knowing that it comes in about eight minutes after they order. Right. That we're on to something. Yeah. And that was so a cool, cool. feeling because you set up in the truck, you just look at these lines and no one's leaving. Yeah. Was there a day or a, like a, an event that did happen like that? And you're like, well, we've just done more than we've ever done. And like our first... Uh, her H and eight, sorry, our yeah. first one that we got involved with, and it was they don't do that anymore, do they? No, mm, they do it once a year, but yeah, we got in. I think maybe the second year they were doing it, and I was tweeting heavily, and I'm not afraid to give out free food. Yeah, and I do it a lot, and I know we did something like that, saying, "Hey, if you say whatever, I'll give you free food," and people were lined up. We had these curtains that block all of our windows, yeah. and when we opened up the windows to start herd on herd after we just got checked from the city. For licensing, I think we had maybe 40 people in line. Yeah. And I think all of us peed our pants like, oh, my gosh, what's <laughs> going on? Time to get to work. And at that time, we would have we'd have a person doing an order, a person handing out pizzas, mm-hmm. and then we'd have a person just doing our sauce and balls, a person doing our dough, two people making pizzas, yeah. one person cooking, and then one kind of floating around getting drinks. We had more people on that truck than yeah. we, we should have. We couldn't even move. Um, but we learned how to work around it. And I know after the first year, we had to cut our time in half at least yeah. with doing it. But it was, yeah, it was that first her, uh, H&H where we looked out like, wow. And then the second time I noticed it, which is kind of a crazy, obscure place, is we're at a Girl Scout convention in a park out in Yukon. Yeah. And we tweeted about it in Facebook, Instagram. And next thing you know, it was supposed to be for the um, Girl Scouts and their parents. And I bet we had over a hundred people show up just for our pizza that had nothing to do with Girl Scouts. Yeah. And I'm looking and the Girl Scout people are mad at me because it should be a private event. Yeah. And I didn't know. And I didn't even know we had a following like this to come out to Yukon sure. to where we're taking away pizzas and in line for people that the Girl Scouts had to wait in line because <laughs> I had a bunch of motorcyclers <laughs> roll on up and want to eat. It was nuts. Yeah. And so even to this day, you know, we, so we'll post where we are and the people that come out yeah. that aren't even affiliated with the business or the homeowner's place or being around anywhere close. Right. It's crazy. And then just last week, we had a person drive up from Dallas just because of our food. Wow. And COVID makes you do some crazy things. And that was one of them. The yeah. guy drove just for the night or the day to come get pizza, him and his wife, and get enough pizza to take him home with him. Oh, it's so cool. That's a cool story. That's amazing, isn't it? You know, at first we were excited that people would come from the Greens and Quail Creek down to downtown. Yeah. And now it's people come from another state. That's that's awesome. When was like the first kind of, you know, like accolade come in, like the award that you guys got? When when did that start coming in? Did people start like to notice you? It was the first year somebody recommended us to Mobile Cuisine, which Mm -hmm. is like the Time Magazine for food truckers as Pizza Truck of the Year. And... 
it went off on people voting and people kind of checking you out. And, and yeah. so we came in second that year. We've never won it, but every year we've done it, we've never been ranked lower than fourth. Yeah. But that's that, nationwide. Nationwide. Yeah. And that was nice. But you know, a lot of these people never eat sure. with us, friends. So then the next award that we got that really meant a lot to me was the Oklahoma Gazette's Food Truck of the Year. And it was nice because there was Big Truck Talk. It was always Food Truck of the Year, and we were able to knock them off. And I'm yeah. like, that's a huge accomplishment. And to me, that meant the most because people only got one vote. Gotcha. You couldn't go on these other again. Yeah, there's all the yeah. you know, people are like, hey, we're up for this and that. And it's like, I have friends that are owners of trucks that sit there all day and just hit reset and vote for themselves. I'm yeah. like, I have no time. I got to go make money, man. I don't have time for this. So when the Gazette had that, and I knew that's as legitimate as it comes yeah. out of any publication in Oklahoma, that meant something. Mm-hmm. And so after that hit, it was great. And then when the New York Times author, put together the best pizza in the world and he went nation or worldwide and broke it out. And we were one of seven food trucks in the, in the world and only third in the nation to be listed in it. And only one of three or four places in Oklahoma itself listed. Yeah. Three, because it was four. It was hideaway. It was gusto empire in us out of the state and just to see that in a a book and everywhere we go anywhere we you know yeah. any airports you see that book it's everywhere yeah. the book's everywhere and where to eat the best pizza um and then people started showing up saying hey i saw you in the book yeah I'm like, cool i mean you have it and you're like just driving around okay what do we got in kansas here we are in oklahoma and people are coming to it and once that hit it's like wow we still don't know what the hell we're doing, but right, it's it's working. But something's working here. Yeah, and yeah. and you know the food tastes good because we've all been to places that get hyped up that are pretty cool, and it's not. And I think a lot of people that may listen to this it's like Casa Bonita, and I don't know if you knew about this place. No but idea. It was for cheap enchiladas, and the flag that's right up here, you guys see, yeah. that is a Casa Bonita flag, and you would raise that. Yeah. When you wanted a refill or you wanted free sopapillas, but in Colorado they have one and they have cliff divers. Okay. And you sit next to it and it's the worst food you've ever had, but you go for the experience. <laughs> right. But you never go, hell, I'm really craving those enchiladas from Casa Bonita. Yeah. And so I always said, hey, if we can build it up that it's a really cool place to come to, but people want to come back for the food, that makes me feel better. Right. And that's when people really started saying, hey, your food's great. I'm like, thanks. Yeah. It's not just us being cheesy or us talking and telling you about our family or whatever. Right. Um and I, that's kind of what has been nice and has happened. That's been kind of cool. And that's what makes me yeah. feel good about it is people yeah. come back for the quality of food. Definitely. And I think like the time that you guys picked to, you know, to start the business and I mean, you guys are like one of the first few, I mean, were you the first pizza truck? No, Hall's Kitchen was doing okay, their pizza Hall's the year before. It. And then, I mean, the whole like food truck scene in Oklahoma City was, you were at the start of all we that, were there, right? We were right, kind of when it was yeah. really kicking off. We came in right when it was all hitting. Yeah. And um, it made me realize that people can be together. You know, you can have two pieces of trucks together. Yeah. And I don't mind it. I love that. Now, there's other food truck owners, they don't like it. Yeah. Um, but to me, competition makes you better. And my whole theory, and my theory is to this day, 
I need people to eat pizza every day. Mm-hmm. I don't care where you eat your pizza. Just eat pizza every day. You'll come and eat saucy Sicilian sometime. Yeah. Second, eat out of a food truck every day. That'd be nice. Yeah. So as a food truck owner, I want to be around more food truckers going, hey, turn out good food right. so people don't think we have crap food coming out of trucks. And then people come to more trucks and more trucks. Yeah. And you want that. So that's the way I've always thought is and to this day. I want people to eat pizza every day because that'll keep us in business. Yeah. And <laughs> but, then... Go ahead. But, I mean, you know that's not going to happen, but you look at it. So when the food truck thing blew up, it was nice because you're doing a service to take your truck out to feed others that need to get food. Yeah. And I think some of the food truck people realize, hey, this is something you can make a living off of. Uh Uh-huh. And I think some thought it's an easy living and they didn't realize how tough it is. Right. Yeah. And, but it's like the concept's great, isn't it? You know, you pull up somewhere, you pull up to Blue Garden, you're there for the day, you know, and then you, you know, you pack up, you go home and then you drive up to somewhere else. Like yeah. it's, it, but then, you know, it's great. To me, it all comes back to social media. Right. For them to know where you are and to have a following. It's hard. You pass by these taco trucks that are all over the city there to killer trucks. Yeah, no one has you, any idea who they are. Until they hear about them more and more, and it takes yeah. forever. But, like, one of the best trucks, Taqueria Sanchez, is probably, like, the staple for a uh, taco truck in the city. But if you go up to 15th and Broadway in Edmond, there's a little truck at this old Texaco station that's making a name for itself now. Yeah. That I'm like, these guys are doing it old school. They don't have any social media, but they're pounding away, pounding away. And it's old finally, school word of mouth. Yeah, and it's finally getting there. But... To me, I'm so anxious. I'm all about what we got to do it now that yeah. I looked at it as when we started, you got to have a following or that you're going to get crumbled up. Yeah. And that was two different variations, but you can see the industry is still thriving right yeah. now. And so when did, you know, you're kicking off, everything's going really well, you know, you're getting all these awards and, and people building the following up. When, when did you get the first call from a Thunder or a Thunder player? Because you've done a lot of their parties. You've done, you know, yeah, we personal do house parties. Like, yeah, we do What is it like when you get that first phone call? It was crazy. I can still remember um, the first time they called up there, hey, can you come over and feed the guys? And it is for Easter. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, why not? And, and meet the guy in charge. And I didn't know him. And he's like, hey, we've been to your truck a few times. Um, We looked at other trucks, and some trucks, we're picking you because you're clean. Uh, You guys, very sanitary. You you get great food because our investment in these players is... Yeah, nobody needs hundred million dollars. Yeah. And they don't need this. I'm like, oh, I thought you were just ringing us out like, whatever. Feed the staff. Yeah, (laughs) and so, you know, it happens. And so at that time, we're feeding the players, and they're like, I'll never forget. They go, it was Kevin Durant's... um, Last year, mm-hmm. before his contract, and they say, "Hey, you can't talk to Kevin." I'm like, "That's fine." Yeah. Well, my kid's out front. My kid's has KDs on, and he's just kicking it, and you know, he's just like saying hi. And yeah. if they have questions on the menu, so Duran comes up and stands next to him. He's like, "Hey, nice shoes," and he's just looking. And he's like, "I've been told I can't talk to you." And, and he's like talking. I'm like, Victor, talk to him. You can say something. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, it's kind of talked and it was yeah. like too much pressure with that. And he was kind of alone around that part. It was weird because yeah. you can kind of tell when you get there. But all of a sudden, Nick Carlson comes up. He's like, hey, this is a phenomenal pizza. And I said, man, if you ever need help in doing a party, here's my card and here's my number. And give it to him. And it was great. And then Andre Robertson's a Colorado guy and I'm a big Colorado fan. And I was just talked to him about Colorado stuff and yeah. um we had a mutual friend from back in Colorado and he's like, Hey, you know, 
I'll call you up. We'll do this. And yeah. Next thing you know, I'm sitting back in Perkins, which I'm an hour away, and Nick calls, and he's like, hey, I want to have the guys overnight. Can you bring the truck over? These guys don't know where I live. Yeah. And I'm like, we'll be right there. And we go over and, you know, it's like you serve the players and they're just, they're just kids. They're just 20 year olds having fun. And it was, it was cool. So, you know, those guys we do some stuff for, um, quite a few of them do their house parties. But one of the cooler times that we did with the guys that just was like an aha moment is we have Victor Oladipo's year and we have uh, Sabonis. We have McBuckets there. You have uh, Grant. Yeah. You have that group. You have Westbrook. And it was Nick calls up, and it was the uh, Cowboys versus the Redskins. And he wanted to have a house party. And he calls up the night before, and he's like, hey, I want to have the guys come over and watch the game. And so I'm like, that's cool. We'll be over there. So we get over to his house, get set up. It's just kind of normal now. Yeah. And next thing you know, they're all out, and they're all playing football in the yards next to them. And... Where Nick lived in Nichols Hills, there was four homes within throwing a football distance, and all the players are on all the neighbors' homes. And the neighbors are looking out their window like, <laughs> "What is going on? Who is in my that's Westbrook in my front yard catching a football?" Yeah. And then I'll never forget Oladipo has his Redskin gloves, and you put them up <laughs> like this and says Redskins. Sabonis doesn't know what the heck's going on, right. and um, and it was the coolest thing. And so the whole street is lined with the a Maybach, Maybach, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These Audis, everything's pimped out cars, and all of a sudden footballs are bouncing off of them. Yeah. And the guys are throwing footballs over the truck and around, <laughs> and it's like these are kids. It's I mean, kids. I'm a forty yeah. year old <laughs> has been, but these guys, you know, they're just kids and. They're all in there. And it was so neat. So neighbors started coming out. And Nick is so nice. He's telling the neighbors, like, hey, go grab pizza. It's on yeah. us. And people are just, like, watching them throw a football and talk. It's the weirdest experience, right? You're but, in you the know, middle of just it. like anyone else. So once we started treating it, they're just like, like anyone else. That's how they yeah. want to be treated. And so that was cool. And then one of my f- kind of funny stories with it is... We have another time. We're at a house party at one of the players' houses. I forget, but... Westbrook comes up and he needs his pizza right away. And so it's just my mom and my wife and myself. So I'm making and cooking and I'm a big Colorado Buffalo fan. And back in the eighties, our best receiver and my favorite player at that time was Michael Westbrook. Mm -hmm. So Russell's at the window and he's right next to my wife at the to go window. And he's like, Hey, how much longer for my pizza? And she's looking at me kind of shaking. Oh no. And I'm like, Michael, like three minutes, it'll be ready. And so I go back and I'm cooking and he's like, excuse me. And I'm like, three minutes, Michael, I'm going to have that pizza right up, my man. And you got to ask my wife, anyone else, my mom, but he just deadpan looks at me and he's like, my name is Russell, not Michael. I'm like, yeah, man, I knew that. But my favorite (laughs) football player ever is Michael Westbrook. And I was just thinking about him today. I didn't know what to say. And I called him three or four times, Michael. And he just, there was no humor in it. Nothing. Just dead hair. And then later he comes back and he's like, hey, I just gave me a little shit about it. And he was nice about it. And so it was like one of those moments. Like my wife's like, what in the hell is going on with you? What are you doing right now? I'm so sorry about that. So, um. That was kind of our thing. And, you know, and it hasn't just been that. We've been up to Oklahoma State to serve the football team. Uh-huh. We are talking about serve the golf team up there, go down to OU, serve the football team for years. Yeah. During spring football, we do some of the recruiting bits because at that time, a buddy of mine and um, 
their assistant coach, McMillan, when Matt was working there, he'd invite us down to do that. So we started picking on those guys. And then next thing you know, it's been cool. I mean, yeah. Anybody that's somebody I think we've probably served in Oklahoma. Right. It's um, so cool just to have this kind of the same thing with the podcast. I get to meet so many cool people and hang out for an hour and chat. And like, you know, it's just the people that this thing takes you, right? People yeah. And the way you meet people. Because when you did Matt Hoffman's thing, you know, we did his thing with Tony Hawk. And then we yeah. did another day. And it's with, I don't even know who these skateboarders are. But yeah. here we are doing a Vans. Vans every year brings us out to do a Vans thing. Really? Yeah. And so there's a kid from Oklahoma. And I'm forgetting his Clint. name. Clint Walker. No, uh, his brother, okay, Kyle Walker. Oh, Kyle, yeah, they have the yeah. Kyle Walker okay, day. Yeah. So when Kyle Walker comes into town, yeah. then Tony Hawk will come in sometimes. And Vans is just like, they say, hey, I want you to make like 400 pizzas and give them out for free to Yeah, just give them out, yeah. And it's cool. And so Vans is like, you know, they throw us shoes. We throw them gear, like saucy gear. They yeah. have fun. I mean, we have a blast and we get to interchange things. That's so awesome. And you meet these kids and I don't know any of them, but the guys working on the truck, some of them are skaters and they're like... That's this business. That's this. this so I'm yeah. like, hey, go out there, hang with them, get your picture, go talk yeah. to them. It's cool. I mean, I, you meet all these people and you don't have a clue who they are. Right. And it's just just normal. Yeah. Um, so cool. Yeah. And that's kind of the way I've always taken it. And mm-hmm. But the nice thing is these people still want you to come back because the food quality is what they always expect. Right. So uh, that part's been cool. That part's been really good. Yeah, uh, knowing that repeat business is coming, you're always going to be down at Blue Garden. You're always going to be at Hood on Hood. Like, you know, I'm sure it's tough sometimes. I, I know you've told me this before. Like, you know, St. Paddy's Day, at, you're there at Blue Garden, and you've had multiple offers to go to other places yeah. for a lot more money. And you're like, I can't. I'm, I'm loyal to this spot. Yeah, like, I told them I'd be here. We were Blue Garden's first truck when they did their uh, soft opening. Yeah. And now. That was where we didn't know what they were doing. I didn't know how many people they invited. Yeah. And the whole media is out there. I thought this was like for friends. Oh, man. But since that day on, we have had a great bond with them and a great working relationship where we try Mm -hmm. and let them have first honor of our calendar. Yeah. On what it is. And uh, it's been a good part and it's been a good growing because they've if it wasn't for Blue Garden, our business wouldn't be what it is. Yeah. People listening are probably waiting for me to get to this part, and we've got to talk about it. We had uh, a recent celebrity in town to review the truck. The guy who was crazy here, uh, and a nice red Camaro, Mr. Guy Fieri. Tell me about telling some stories. How was that experience? That was. I mean, cool. I was there. I like thankful. Thankful yeah, for had, inviting me there. We had a great time to hang days. out. Um, that was stressful because he was very like professional, wasn't he? You know, he was. You had us out to do our like. There was two days, wasn't it? It yeah, was actually out. three days, okay. but you weren't there for one of them, so, but you were yeah. there for the two. Yeah. Um, to do a production where this will be on May 29th is when they'll have our, I don't know, eight minute yeah, yeah. gig. Took three days. And yeah. the way they film it is crazy. But when they first called up, it's funny. I get, I've had a number of phone calls where people say they're with the Food Network and they're this and that, and then they want you to pay something. Yeah. And I don't have enough time. I got to go make money. I don't need right. to get money. And... So they called up and left a message twice and I never returned it. And they called up again and I had my f- number forwarded to my wife's number to work that day. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, would you call up the food? Call them back. I'm like, oh, it's probably yeah. just some clown. So I call this lady back and she's like, hey, we're doing this special on Oklahoma City and yeah. food. And um, we'd like to talk to you about it. I'm like, all right, what do you want to know? 
and I'm another just, thing, just playing along, just thinking that it's another so spam call. We do this interview, and I tell her our spiel, what we've been doing, how we've been doing, and how many you know yeah. pizzas we roll through a week, and meatballs, and okay. So then she calls back a few days later, and she's like, "Hey, can we do another interview?" And with and can we do some pictures? I'm like, oh ma'am, I seriously do not have time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious about this. I gotta make money. That's like my thing. I just gotta yeah. go. And I'm in go mode all the time. I gotta go serve. Right. And she's like, I you need to do this. And my wife, you know, she helps me out and we do this stuff and I hate doing that stuff and take pictures and pictures. Well never the look corporate good. the reason that you got out of the yeah, corporate I'm like, stuff. I don't like when people tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't wanna be the one telling everyone what to do. Yeah. So she gets a hold back, we get finally do another interview. So my mom's like, who's it with? I'm like, I have no idea. What show? I have no, I haven't, I yeah. don't know. I don't care. So then the third one comes around and she's like, this is the last interview until the very end. I'm like, okay. And I have, this is funny. They needed a picture of me. Yeah. She's like, can you send over a picture? Cause I got to present it to the people. And I go, okay, well I just sent a picture I saw. Yeah. And I had mocked up a picture of Will Ferrell's body during the Fourth uh, of July. And it's him with a, I don't know, Speedo on that's a United States thing. Yeah. And it's my face. We do a face on and it. And a bare chested. I just send her that. I'm like, what? I <laughs> okay. Totally yeah. don't. Because I think that this is for something completely different. And she sends back, she's like, oh my God, I am ready to present to the Food Network. I need a picture like I need of a headshot. <laughs> she's like, I'm not joking around anymore. This is for a big time show. I'm like, yeah, well, hold on. Let me get someone to snap a picture of me real quick. Yeah. Like, you want the fire in the background? She's like, I don't care. Yeah. I want clothes on you, and I want an up, <laughs> a, up close picture because I've recorded our whole conversations. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, you know, take a picture, gets it. And I go, well, who's this for? And she's like, I'll call you tonight. So she calls back. I'm like, how'd it go? And she's like, good. There's one more round. I'm like, how many more rounds are we going to go? I don't need more rounds. I need to go out and work. And she, I'm like, what is this for? And she's like, I can't tell you, but it's for the top show on Food Network. Well, I realized that her emails came from a production company. Yeah. Now, and I never paid attention. So I'm like, all right, I'll Google this production company. Then I look in there and I'm like, oh, it's for Guy Fieri and it's all yeah. for the Food Network is his show. There you go. It's Diners, Drive-Ins and Dives, I bet. Yeah. And so she's like, I can't tell you, but you've made... The cut and hold on. Tomorrow we'll find out. Sure. She calls back. She's like, hey, you made it. You're going to be on Diner Driving Times. I'm like, cool. I go, when do you guys want to do this? And she's like, it's going to be at any given time. We'll tell you like three days beforehand. And I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, just a few days. And here we are going into December. Yeah. And it's cold. I don't know. It was so have. cold that day. Yeah. It's cold. And all of a sudden she's like, it's this week, you know, the week of the 10th of December. I remember And I'm like, crap. So she's like, can you stage a pizza thing? And I'm yeah. like, yeah. And she's like, and I got to give out all the pizzas? She's like, yeah. I'm like, I'm a really small business. But she goes, in return, this will be great. And I'm like, okay. But I had to cancel a corporate event, two corporate events to mm. do this. And you couldn't tell the events what you were doing. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. So I'm like, believe me, this is, there's a reason why. So we do that. But it was cool because that first day when you were there, we did about eight hours of making pizzas. And anytime you guys see a shot up close, it's not with Guy Fieri there. It's yeah. another day because we all have to wear the same things, have the same placements of everything in the exact same location. Yeah. And so you do that. 
over and over and over. And you were there that day. We yelled oh, out. Yeah. Production roll. They're all there. It was like, nice. Yeah, yeah. So then, and it was cold that day. It was and so I was just cold. like, oh, God. And they go, well, Friday we're going to film you with Guy. And I'm like, oh, it's not going to be that much warmer, but a little bit. Yeah. Turned I mean, out it was really nice. Yeah, it turned out being a little bit better. But, you know, I was all nervous about it. And, you know, it's interesting. You don't meet Guy beforehand he yeah. just comes on and it makes sense you don't want to know anything about him or right you don't want to know to where it's like you and i talking going oh yeah i remember i already told you yeah. this so you're standing and we're standing in front of the truck my mom and i and he's walking around the truck and the next thing you know he just comes up and roll we're talking he was very professional that day like, oh, I was really surprised how, like, you know, okay, guys, we're ready, go. And, like, he was into it. And he wants in and out because yeah. with him, that we were his fifth restaurant of the day to do things. You yeah. Know? I mentioned his meter was out, too, oh, like I'm all sure. the rest of us. But he was the nicest guy to talk to when yeah. you were on there. It was professional. But he realized I didn't know how to cook, and I don't. Yeah. I, I don't. And I, I know how to make pizzas. I know how to do my thing, but I'm not a chef. Right. And so he took the time and took like a half hour to teach me things that, I don't know, maybe it'll be on the show or not. <laughs> yeah. I'm not afraid to say I didn't know how to do it, but he actually taught me how to cook some things. Yeah. I was like, thank you, because we know how to cook with our family. I didn't know you don't put the garlic in before the onion, or you put the garlic in after the onions. Yeah. He's like, why are you doing that? I'm like, I don't know. That's what my mom does. It. Grandma does it. And he's like, no, it doesn't cook right. It cooks yeah. too quick. Thank you. I didn't know. And um, he was great. And then he was great. Now, looking back when I'm able to really think about what was going on, he was like, hey, here's how you need to run your business. Here's how you need to have your prices. Yeah. Here's where you're going to make it happen. He wanted to know about rent on the new building, rent on the truck location, rent on a commissary if you're doing it. He was all about the bottom dollar in yeah. his whole thing. And like people may go, Oh, he's a weird dude. He's crazy. I don't like him. I don't care what anyone thinks. All I know is he's there to help small businesses. Yeah. His whole thing is to help small businesses. Yes. He made a career and he gets money out of it, but the popularity of these small businesses right. that were able to be put on the map is irreplaceable. It's amazing. Yeah. And that's what he's there for. And then when COVID hit here, he is any restaurant workers, he's raising money. I think he raised yeah. 500 million to, for these people alone. Yeah. And so it tells you his heart is in the right place. And he meant it when we were able to talk off camera that he was very impressed with our truck. Yeah. Very. But, so he has his own truck that he takes out to go feed everyone when there's hurricanes, tornadoes. Sure. So he's telling me about it. I'm like, that's great. It's not someone in his company. It's him. Right. Cooking him. Doing it and out it's with like, the people, yeah. And then I'm like, okay, you know, it all happened in a blur. It was crazy, but now looking back, he really had some helpful things. Really gave great information. Yeah. But when he came on, it's like, all right, chef, tell me what we got going on. I'm like, yeah. Oh, I don't even know. Let's. I don't know. Well, yeah. What do you want to do <laughs> what today? What do you got going on? Yeah. Um, and it was so professional. It was intimidating. Yeah, I'm sure. It was really intimidating to really come across with your personality because the other part was. We love to say sauce and balls. Yeah. Our meatballs aren't meatballs. They're just balls. Yeah. Well, on the Food Network, you can't say the word balls. So I had to come You can't up, be yourself. Can yeah, you? That's I couldn't. The, so yeah. you got to say meatballs. I'm like, God, this I, it's hard to say this. This isn't me. Yeah. And I kind of get a little 
I don't know. I mean, I make jokes. I right. Don't. Yeah. Everyone that knows you, everyone that comes to the to the truck, that comes to the serve window or to buy pizza, like everyone knows they're going to get probably a dad joke coming out. Yeah, or, you I'll know, like, and I'll do something. Yeah, exactly. But that's what it is. And you couldn't really do it with him. It's kind of, and then he would cut a joke and it's like, yeah. well, can I cut a, I can get a raunchier joke. I can get a great joke. Right. But I was told I couldn't by your people here. It was weird. Yeah. So with him doing it, it was it was a great experience. And then what made all this even better is because the people that go on diners, drivers and dives, when you did, I shouldn't, you talked to them, someone nominated them. Yeah. They'll take one restaurant when they come in, that's not nominated. That's just on reviews. Okay. And about their social media and what they've read about them. I didn't and know that. Neither did we. Yeah. And we were that truck and it was more of an honor to be that they have selected you, not somebody else has put you forward. They selected us. That's really cool. Yeah. And once we found out about it, because you know, yeah. through Aishans, when the person who recommended them, they bring them on they on that last part and talk to them. Yeah. That was in our case. Yeah. Ours was strictly based on reviews, social media. That's and awesome. they. this lady goes, I've read everything about you in every um, newscast you've ever been on. I've watched that video. Yeah. And I'm like, really? She really did her homework and it was great. So, uh, that's so cool. Yeah, that part was really neat. So being on diners, drive-ins, and dives, n- not a lot of people can say it um, yeah. at all. I think we're one of nine people now in the state. Mm-hmm. The only food truck that's had that. We're one of only 42 food trucks in the world that have been on it. Wow. Um, my Which wife, logistically filming was a nightmare yeah, on the truck. <laughs> It was, but he said we the largest truck he's ever been on. Yeah. The most roomy truck he's ever been on and the most impressive truck he's ever seen. That's awesome. And so he's like, this is nothing like yeah. I've ever seen with the TVs. Knowing that Kicker was involved and Kicker did all of our audio and yeah. TVs for free. Um, you know, it's back to that part. Yeah. Asking people, and I told them my story. I'm like, you know, we asked a lot of people to donate to this. And he was impressed because our prep tables were donated from my buddy's Mexican restaurant mm. when they were used. Yeah. And a lot of things were donated in a business where you don't get that in a lot. Yeah. Mom and pops, they're taking a chance and it's a scary chance to go on. Yeah. If it's a food truck or a restaurant, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And so I think, you know, when he was able to hear that and see how much was given, he told me when we were off mic. Yeah. That it was impressive. He goes, I wish more people would reach out. You were very creative on how you decided to do this. Yeah. And that was an honor to hear because I thought so as well. Yeah, <laughs> he is. Didn't you know, know. To, get, to hear that from him and to be on the show, like I said, it's, it's huge. Oh, yeah. Because and then everyone that's always been on as a chef and has this culinary experience. And yeah. here I am. I'm a dipstick. Yeah, like I, I didn't want to listen to people tell me what to do anymore. I sell medical supplies. Yeah, so I just decided to go pizza. And, and now here we are. I, you know, and it was it was crazy. Yeah. So um, we're excited to see how it comes out. We're excited the business hopefully it brings. And just for other people to realize that you can do anything you want. I know it's cliche. Yeah. But it, everyone, I didn't want to. I wanted to own a restaurant, but not be in a restaurant mm-hmm. as a 20 year old, 30 year thing. I want a bar. This will be great. Right. Yeah. But I was able to teach myself how to do this. And I was able to break away from corporate. Mm. And I do something every day where I don't think I'm working. Right. And I always thought people were full of it. Um, I thought that was a lie. I thought that was to keep us in corporate longer, but really I'm doing a job. I don't think I'm working. Right. And not a lot of people could say that in life. Mm-hmm. 
and everyone feels like they're working for the man. It sucks. And it does a lot of times because you want to showcase you. And if anyone ever has that wild hair, they need to, because being your own boss is hard, but it's very fulfilling. And if you're ever stuck out there and it's like, I don't like what I'm working, mm-hmm. change. Life is short. Right, exactly. You, know, you got one go. Yeah, and so things far happen in life that bring people down and you want to be able to conquer it. Yeah. One of the things I love what you guys do, uh, and you know, you obviously a huge following on social media. One of the things I love what you guys do after you guys usually have a lunch, you always go to some of the unknown places around town. Yeah. Like, and some of the places, and I'm going to ask you to send me a list one day because there's some of the places you go to and with the team and, and, you know, after you guys have served a lunch that, I mean, looks like some of the best food places around town. Well, we got to go eat. Yeah. And I was brought up to never eat fast food. I was brought up to sit in a restaurant. My dad would always say, we got to go sit down restaurants. And so my staff, part of working for Saucy Sicilian is you get free lunch every day. Yeah. And I tell them, you guys can pick or I'll pick, but I don't want to go where you've been. Mm. You can't go to a restaurant you've been to. So a lot of, you know, my staff, they just, they're not going to afford to go out to eat. So I'm like, where do you want to go? Yeah. And we'll pick their restaurants and I'll pick stuff. I'm like off the beaten path. I want you guys to experience it. And then it's, and it's great because I don't know if people look at our social media or not, but hopefully one or two, they look at it and they're like, why is a restaurant promoting another restaurant? Yeah. For good reason. There's that bakery place in Midwest City that you went to. I can't remember what it's called, but it looks amazing. It's, it's, I mean, there's a hundred million places, but um, is there any that stand out that just like people that never heard of that they should go to? Oh, I know the Wakahina Bakery down on Southwest 29th Street. Mm-hmm. Um, there's um, La Tropicana Restaurant is a phenomenal restaurant. Great burgers. A lot of people don't know about is 1907 down in Moore. That's a great guy because his name is Haas. He worked for Hal Smith for years. He came up with the garage idea, but it didn't come that way. So he started 1907 for his burgers are phenomenal. Um, Obviously Nick's, you know, the ones go to, but there's so many we roll up on are just, we've had a lot of excellent meals. Some bad. I can tell you uh, taco vodka is on Central Boulevard. They just do breakfast and lunch and they'll stay open late on Thursdays for us and we got to call them to tell them. But it's interesting. When we first went in there, no one spoke any English and we didn't speak any Spanish. And then we ended up liking them, their food and we started telling people about it and they noticed that people were coming in and, uh, you know, they're like, just tell us when you come in. And yeah. It, it, some of the best pozole menudo I've had as at this little place, it is a dive in it. They mm. aren't open during dinner for a reason. It's not in a great part of town. Right. But um, McClintock's for steaks, the guys wanted, you know, let them have that. There's so many, because there's so many small mom and pops out there that need to be noticed that aren't. Yeah. And I needed to be noticed as a food truck. And I am very blessed that people shared our stuff, commented about our stuff. And in return, you need to share that wealth and Mm. you need to go out there and do it. There's a lot of restaurants, you know, they don't promote other restaurants and I understand it, but I do my social media and I do it the way I want to do it. Yeah. And it's a little out there. It's a little different. I don't walk a company line. I don't have to anymore. I'm HR. Yeah. So if someone upsets me, I'll make sure they know they upset me. 
if someone praises us, I'll make sure about it. And mm-hmm. I'll make sure other businesses know about things. Yeah. And so we go everywhere. There's a cool uh, Midwest city, a crepe shop for a girl. That's what I'm thinking of. She's from, um, she's from Ukraine. Yeah. My kids from Ukraine. So they're able to talk about things and speak in, speak in their native tongue, but it's on Douglas Boulevard in a strip mall on the end, just North of the interstate. It's yeah. a killer. And uh, she makes these fresh crepes. And the crepe brewer, I love going to in their truck. And it's just as good. And you just look at it like, wow, Mm -hmm. people need to know. So it's interesting because ND Foods is another one now. So good, that place is. They never thought they could get that much meat in a sandwich. No, you can't. Never, ever seen that before. And so now I watched and it was just one of the things because I told them, I go, hey, I'm going to post a sandwich of them just last week. And... Like, okay. And I came back in the next day because I had to get a mask that they were making. And they were yeah. Like, we had over 150 new followers. <laughs> I'm so like, that's good. what it's about. Yeah, it is. It's all about us helping one another and small yeah. businesses are just helping. And, and that's the beauty of it is you go out there and try and get people to go to Tacoville. Right. Which people know. About. I people love go, that place. Yeah. Go to different yeah. places and, and they see it. And it's like, I forget about this place or I never knew it was here. Yeah. I mean, sorry to say, but I'm not going to really give a shout out to Raging Canes. Right. Everyone, yeah. Raging Canes, everyone knows about. Yeah. But the small chicken place like Nashburg. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, it's, you know, Chef Ray's chicken. And it's yeah. It's phenomenal. That's so good. Those yeah. waffles that he does are amazing. Yeah. And it's, and it's those that I love going to. And we love to put, I forgot what we were calling it. Hole in the wall Thursday. Yeah. When we'd eat. Had something going, um. And we need to post some more because yeah, there's so many unknowns. Yeah, we go to Don's Alley. That's in Dell City. That's a killer place. Yeah, that's comfort family food that no one goes to, and their pies are phenomenal. Um, and for us, you know, people are, right. You roll up in the truck and they roll up in yeah. the truck, and then it's it's fun too because we go yeah. to restaurants and they're like, "Hey, you want to do a swap out?" Yeah. So every time we go to Nick's uh, Diner for his burgers, we go there right at two o'clock when he's closing, mm-hmm. and Right when he's closing, he sees us with the truck out there and he'll be like, Hey, give me four pizzas. What four hamburgers do you guys need? And then we get to go sit in there and we just talk shop with him. Yeah. And just shoot. And it's great because people have a story. And it's not about me having a food truck. I have a story about my life. Sure. You can learn about everyone's life and then you get to learn about my employees' lives because they're just as important. Right. And I love when. Nick's talking to them and asking them a question because one kid's from Perkins from mm-hmm. us. One of the other guys was from Colorado that was working from us and had a good bond with Nick that they could talk. But it's it's sitting there and meeting these guys. This restaurant is called El Potosino at 24th and Ro- South Robinson. Um, we go in there. Some of the best Spanish food in the city. Yeah. And you go in there and the owner comes out. Just you, We met him, start talking. And it's like, now they're so helpful. I had a problem with some plumbing issues. I can get a hold of other people like I'm in. Yeah. And in, in yeah. mind. And it's these people help. So cool. So, so yeah. And cool. so building out the restaurant, the guy from El Potosino has hooked us up with our plumber, HVAC. Yeah. And it's like, I didn't know him until we just started eating there. And they see the truck and they're like, what do you do? Right. Like, we serve food just like you, but we're closed right now, but I'll make you food. Yeah. Uh, that's so that's been the cool great thing. experience. Yeah. And the guys like it because one of our guys, Cam, has now he, he does a food blog. Yeah. And his food blog is from 
pretty much started, it All started from our lunches yeah, and uh, took off from there. And it's a cool thing because he didn't get to have that experience until he started working for us. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, mate, it's been awesome. It's been I love it. Glad to sit down, share some stories and chat. I know we could sit here for hours and talk about golf and Tiger Woods and the Masters and all the rest of it. We'll save that for another day. Do that. Um, uh, so everyone that already follows you knows where to follow you. But for those who don't, um, how can they get in touch? Get in touch through any social media venue. It's the Saucy Sicilian. Um, they're free to call me at any time. I did another podcast for a guy that does a smart pizza marketing nationwide Mm -hmm. and i give out my number it's 405-412-0789 i did it on there i've had like 18 people call up on how to do a food truck pizza yeah that's awesome you know if i have the time i'll help and and i'll make the time but um then you'll be able to see here hopefully in a few months at 17th and class and boulevard we'll have our restaurant going yeah i can't wait for that opening day is gonna be awesome but man, I appreciate everything you do for the industry, everything you do for Thanks, bringing man. things to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, you've actually opened up a lot of people's eyes throughout the state to see different venues of Oklahoma that people don't get to see. So appreciate Mike, that. without you, this one would be possible. And without yeah. all of your sponsors being able to help out. Yeah. I'm, uh, hopefully we get some more sponsors on board and keep pushing this out because more people need to travel and more people need to come here and you know, people need to come from all over the world to have some pizza so that's what we want eat pizza first exactly pizza every day (laughs) thanks for listening guys and we'll catch you next episode cheers this podcast was presented by the oklahoma hall of fame who've been telling oklahoma story through its people since 1927 follow them online at oklahomahof.com and definitely on instagram at oklahomahof catch you next episode cheers thank you for listening We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.